0: Just dive right into it. We started a new series tonight: life, living life in the spirit, and it's it's pretty fitting. Uh, we just finished up a series the last couple of weeks. I I I was I was led to teach on a couple of different things, but right before that, uh, last month we were ending our series in dancing and forgiveness. And, and I just felt like in my heart we need to really talk about living in the Spirit. So I want to just dive right into it. If you guys want to turn with me to Romans 8, that's going to be our main text tonight. I'll be uh, giving you a few scriptures, but Romans 8 is going to be our main text, uh, 1 through 4. And I'm going to open up in prayer, but I just love how the Lord works in and through us. First, before I even pray, um, if we're open vessels, if we're willing, amen, uh, if we're willing to be used, the Spirit frees us from, from death, amen, and He enables us to fulfill His law, but it has to be life through the Spirit, amen. We're going to learn a lot tonight. It's going to be awesome and God is just super good. He's been speaking to me like crazy. I just know that He, this is a time and this is a season of, of, of just supernatural interventions of him, interventions of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And if we're living our life in the Spirit and we're being Holy Spirit led, then we're not going to miss those interventions. We're not going to miss those opportunities uh, to be um, ex- lifting up our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. And so let's pray as you turn to Romans 8. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for these precious uh, uh, jewels and beautiful women of God, men of God that are on here too. Lord, I just, your word is is everywhere. It's It's all over and it's for everyone. And so we love you tonight. We ask that your Holy Spirit would have his way. Uh, that you would anoint this time, that you would ordain whoever needs to hear this word and be on this broadcast to hear it and to apply it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, Romans 8, 1 through 4, I'm going to read it for you. It says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 2, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. Amen? Verse 3, for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4, in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So I wanna just connect directly to your spirit tonight. I wanna connect directly uh, to you. And I wanna just, just totally give you permission to be free, to be free in the spirit because God says you can be because he sent his son to do so. But in Adam, back in when Adam was around, uh, before Christ, obviously, uh, we were condemned. Amen. We were condemned by the law. But in Christ, there is no condemnation. Verse one says it very clearly. It doesn't say there's no mistakes. It doesn't say there's no failures. It doesn't even say there's no sin. It says there's no condemnation. But as Christians, we do fail. We do. We miserably fail. I fail. We do make mistakes and we do sin. I mean, Abraham lied about his wife. David committed adultery. Peter tried to kill a man with his own sword. And don't get me wrong, each one of these men, each one of these, these, these godly men, if you will, they did suffer consequences because of their sin, but they did not suffer condemnation. The Bible reveals that since the fall of man, every human being... Um, that every human being has been born into the world with sin nature. David even talks about it. David says it in Psalm 51 5. You don't have to turn there, but he says, Surely I have been a sinner from birth, sinful from the time in my mother's womb, or that the time that my mother conceived me. Amen. That's David saying that in Psalm 51 5, if you want to reference that. Earlier in Paul's letter to the Romans, Paul declared, you guys all know the scripture in Romans 3.23. Paul declared what? All have sinned. Not some, not few, not a couple of us, but all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. But sinful nature, it's universal. It's untaught, right? It's unlearned. It's not something that we teach per se, Look at a baby. Look at a baby when 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 it's mommy or daddy is holding another child and they get jealous. Did somebody teach that baby how to be jealous? No, it's in the sinful nature. It's in the nature of the child. My dog gets jealous when me and uh, my husband, Cardles, are or hugging or, or we'll go, Oh, I love you, I love you. And the dog comes right in between us. Amen. We're not talking about dogs tonight, but... You know, jealousy is something that comes in naturally because, like I said, sinful uh, uh, nature is universal and it's untaught and it's unlearned. All believers are under God's condemnation and are by nature children of wrath. That is in Ephesians 2. But we have good news tonight. The law condemns, but the believer, that's us, me and you tonight, I pray, And if you're not a believer, please DM me. If you want to learn more about who your Savior is, please message me. I would love to pray with you. But the law condemns, but the believer has a new relationship to the law. Because of Christ, we have a new relationship to the law. The law is still there. Amen. And therefore, it cannot condemn us. Paul made three statements that it cannot claim you. In verse 2, if you look at that with me, of our text, In verse 2 of our text in Romans, it says, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. That is what he's saying. The law cannot claim you. You are set free from it, so that way it can't claim you. You have been made free from the law of sin and death. Now you have life in the Spirit. So we're going to talk about living life in the Spirit. We've now moved, when we're living life in the Spirit, we've moved into a whole new sphere, a whole new realm of of, of our walk in this world and in this life. Um, Amen? Because we're with Christ. The old law no longer has any jurisdiction over us, that we are free from that, and we're we're dead to the law and free from it. And he made a second... um, statement in in verses in verse three it says that the law cannot condemn you for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh god did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering and so he condemned sin in the flesh christ did this so that we no longer have condemnation and that's his second, um, his second statement that he's saying. The first one was the law cannot claim you. The second one is the law cannot condemn you in verse 3. But God sent his son to save us, to do what the law could not do. Jesus did not come. Jesus did not come as an angel. He came as a man, right? He didn't come in the sinful flesh or that there would be no purpose. He didn't come as an angel. There would be no purpose. There would be no no Christianity, no faith. He came in the likeness, the likeness of sinful flesh as a man. He bore our sins in his body on the cross. You know, I think about the law of double jeopardy, right? And double jeopardy, I love besides the movie (laughs) with Tommy Lee Jones and Ashley Judd. It's such an awesome, it's such a good movie, but it has nothing to do with Jesus. But Double Jeopardy states that a man cannot be t- be tried for the same crime twice, right? So what does this mean? Well since Jesus paid the ultimate price since he paid for our the penalty for our sins and if we are in Christ, God cannot condemn us. Catch that. He's already gone to the cross. He's already paid that penalty for our sins, so God cannot condemn us for that. Amen? It's impossible. And uh, the third thing that Paul um, stated in these scriptures in Romans, if you look at verse 4, you know, I'm I'm, going to read it in a second here, but the believer lives a righteous life, not in the power of the law or the power of ourselves, right? Not in that, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. The law does not have the power to produce holiness. There's no way it can't produce holiness. That's the law. It can only reveal and condemn sin, right? So let's look at verse 4 together in Romans uh, 8, 1 through 4, and I'm going to read it to you. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Amen. We live according to the flesh, not according to the spirit. But the Holy Spirit in us, when we have him, he enables us, right? He enables us to walk in obedience to God's will because we still have laws. We still have things that we have to follow and and, and things that we have to uh, – laws that we need to um, follow, basically – And to walk in obedience in his will, but with the spirit enabling us and walking in and through us when we're living life in the spirit, he helps us to do that. The righteousness that God demands in his law is fulfilled through the spirit's power. Amen. In the Holy spirit, we have life and we have liberty, right? And what, what comes with those things, what comes with life and liberty with those things comes happiness, with those things comes joy. With those things comes completion, and maybe even the possibility of dancing in forgiveness. That was our last series that we finished up last month, and those 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 series are on our YouTube channel, Celebration Church Santa Ana. If you want to look back at dancing in forgiveness, my goodness, um, it's powerful. But we have to be living life in the spirit to be able to follow the law, right? The legalist tries to obey God in his own rights, right? In his own strength, and he fails to measure up to the righteousness that God demands. The Spirit-led Christian, on the other hand, as he yields to the Lord, we experience sanctifying work of the Spirit in his life. And if you look at that word sanctify, it means to be set apart, you guys know this it needs to be made pure it needs to it, it 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 means made holy to be set apart amen hallelujah hi Nicole god bless you god bless you guys let me know if you're on here i'd love to know who's joining in if you want to make a comment or a heart i'd love to pray for you guys we're going to take some time to pray at the end just want to get through this teaching and, and, and just let you guys know how loved you are and how much the Holy Spirit wants to uh, be in communion with you. Amen. So he enables us to walk in obedience. And then we have life and we have liberty. We cannot be holy without the Holy Spirit, right? Without Holy Spirit. The legalist tries to obey, but he can't. Let's look at Philippians 2. I have it here. Hello. <laughs> Let's look at Philippians 2, 12 through 13. I want to see what this says here. Let's talk about being set apart for a minute, that we are made by his spirit. And it um, and it's awesome. Amen. Philippians 2, 12 through 13 reads, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but how much more in my absence. Continue to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, for it is God who works in you to will and act in order to fulfill his. Good purpose. Emphasis on his is mine. For it is God who works. Catch that. You do not need to be responsible fully for following the laws and and being a good Christian and walking in righteousness. It says it right here, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill God's, his good purpose. And that's awesome. You see, God must work in us, right, before he can work through us. And we have to be seeking him daily in order to do that. He's not just going to work in us if we're not doing in the work and putting in the time and living and walking in his spirit, living life in the spirit. That's what we're talking about the next couple of weeks. And when he's working in us, or should I say when we're allowing him to work in us, right? For it is God who works in you, but we have to allow him because we've got that free will and that free choice, right? When we allow him. Then we find obedience, then we find righteousness, then we find peace, and then comes our joy, right? We were talking about uh, the other day that the obedience and joy, you got to keep those two words together because you're not going to have that full joy without obedience. But the English word energy comes from the word translated in the scripture, worketh, right? For it is God who worketh or works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Well, that word worketh is the from the old Eng, from our English word, energy, right? It is God's divine energy at work. It's God's divine energy at work in us, amen? He's so good, praise God. Hi Kaylee, God bless you. God bless you guys, I'm so glad you're on, hallelujah. Let me get back to my scriptures. So if it, it's God's divine energy at work in us and through us. We've got to have that energy and be tapping into the Holy Spirit and walking and living in the Spirit to be able to, in any capacity, uh, be empowered to, to love on someone else or to admonish and lift up someone else. We need to have that for ourselves first. It's God's divine energy at work in us and through us. The same Holy Spirit who empowered Christ during his ministry, right? When he was ministering for those three years that he was ministering on earth. He can empower us as well. But we must recognize that the energy of our own flesh, amen, and the energy of the enemy is also at work. So we have to recognize that and we have to fill ourselves up and learn to be striding and walking and living and growing in the spirit so that the enemy that's at work will not have room and will not have a place to to rest his head. We have to protect the Holy Spirit in us. We have to protect our walk. We have to protect our salvation. Amen. No one can protect our salvation for us. Nobody can. Nobody can protect it. And we're going to get into that in just a minute here. If we want God's power working in us, we must spend time daily in the word of God. We've got to spend time daily in his word, ladies, men, men of God, women of God, whoever's on here. But we must also pray. So imagine you have a toolbox. I was telling the ladies tonight, imagine that you have a toolbox. And in that toolbox, you've got, you've got, you've got your Bible. That's your word, your sword. Amen. You've got a notepad. You've got a pen. You've got some worship in there. And you've got prayer. You've got to have those combination of things, the word and prayer, in order to live in the spirit and walk in the spirit. Amen? Prayer is a tool that God uses to work in the lives of his children. And that's you and me today. It says in Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him, I think I have that one, amen? Now unto him who is is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. That's Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. The Holy Spirit is closely related. The Holy Spirit is closely related to the practice of prayer Amen. That's our communication with our father. Yes, we have the word of God and that's the way he communicates us as well. But how do we even know what to read if we're not in communication with him through prayer? Amen. If you need to learn more about that and more about how to dive into prayer and having an awesome prayer life, DM me and talk to me about that. The Holy Spirit is closely related to the practice of prayer. In fact, prayer is a divinely ordained source of spiritual power. And when we combine the word of God and prayer together, watch out devil, (laughs) just watch out you punk devil. He's at work. He's at work. And if we, if we combine those two, and I'm talking about like reading the word of God and also praying, but there's also another catch, another beautiful tool, and that's using scriptures in your prayer life. So as you're praying and as you're coming to your father and you're going through those 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 admonishing and 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 and, um adoring him confessing thanksgiving supplication the acts prayer guide that's in one of my studies on youtube somewhere but but we can't get into that tonight but when we're going through the time of prayer we are able to quote scriptures that come to our hearts, to our Father. Not because he needs to know that we need to be, that he needs a reminder of the scriptures that he wrote, right? But it's for us to say, Father, thank you so much that he who began a good work in Eddie, in whoever is faithful to complete it to the day of Christ. Thank you, God. You're reciting scriptures back to your Father. The Holy Spirit in you are doing this back and forth. You're loving on each other. You're reading. You're, 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 you're reciting his word to him. Again, not as a reminder because he knows the word of God, but you're saying, God, you told me this, and I remember, and by faith, I'm going to believe it because my spirit's connecting with yours, and you're reminding me right now. But unless we don't take time for prayer, God cannot work in us. God cannot work through us. You've got to take time for prayer. Amen. Let me know if you're on Uh, Share this broadcast. Please share this broadcast. People need to hear this news. People need to hear how important walking and living in the spirit is. He cannot work in us and through us. In the Bible and in church history, the people that were used by God were those that were praying, right? So just think of an electrical cord right now. If you just look at my phone and this cord, it's plugged in, right? Because it's charging my phone. But what if it wasn't plugged in? What kind of source is this now? Is this phone being charged up? No, it's not. And we are like that. We are like that. Just like electricity, uh, it must run through a conductor, not a train conductor, but an electrical conductor. So the Holy spirit must work through the means God has provided to us. Right? So you are that electricity. You are that conductor. And it must run through you. Are you doing that today? Are you being a conductor of the Holy Spirit? When you walk into a room, are, you, are people noticing and looking and saying, Wow, I want what he has or I want what she has. They have something that I want. Amen. God is so good. Let me know you're here, you guys. Are you a conductor of the Holy Spirit today? I want to be one. I want to be um, so full of the Holy Spirit, so full of life in the Spirit and living life in the Spirit that everyone I come in contact with, amen, gets a shock. Gets a shock of the Holy Spirit. So if you think about it for a second, let's just say you go to the market and and you're at the checkout, amen. You're checking out and, that maybe maybe the checker's in a bad mood. Maybe she had a bad day. You know, maybe she's um, going through something. But that morning, you you didn't get into your word. You didn't get into prayer. You didn't get into your toolbox and get before your father. And Now you're in line and kind of in the flesh, and she's in the flesh. And there's an irritating moment right there. But if you think back, and change that scenario and get to your you down in with the Holy Spirit in the morning before you leave the house taking that time um, to prepare and to ask for God to give you those appointments throughout the day you could change that woman's whole day we don't know what they're going through or what she's going through it's just an example and we're going through things too but as Christians and as believers And as living and walking in the spirit, we need to be that one that they want to come to for questions. We have to be walking. We have to be electric. And the way to do that is to walk in him. Amen. Be a conductor of the Holy Spirit. Are you preparing? Um, As I close in prayer uh, right now over us, if you need prayer requests, I just ask that you would put them up right now. Amen. God is so good. What are you doing to spend time with your father to be walking and to be living life in the spirit? you. (laughs) There I am. I'm trying to get that background off. God is so good. You guys ready for a breakthrough tonight? I just wanted to log on. Uh, I just got done teaching my Zoom interactive study with the women. And I want to come on and give everybody an opportunity to hear the word of God because it was good. God is good. His word is always good. Amen. So let's